Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. This week I'm going to be talking to you about what you can actually do when you end up in situations that we call crises or when you're having a moment of complete overwhelm. Now this can happen quite a lot, particularly with anxiety, but all other kinds of mental health as well. We get to a certain point in our lives where in that moment or at that particular time, we just feel like we can't cope. We can't carry on, everything's too much. We just don't know what to do or how to deal with the situation that's around us. And that can happen for a number of reasons. Often because we're overwhelmed by the demands of other people, That's very common, particularly if you're somebody that is very helpful to other people. Sometimes it's because a series of bad things have happened um, and we just get to a point where we think we just can't cope anymore. Um, Can't cope if another thing goes wrong is often the, the words that people say to me. So I thought it'd be really helpful to run through a few things that you can actually do so that if you end up in these situations, these times of crisis or these moments of complete overwhelm, You've got an idea of things that actually have been shown to work to help alleviate some of the horrible symptoms that you get in those moments. Because those moments are a bit like anxiety on steroids. It's horrible. And it can be really paralysing as well. So having some clear things that you know that you can go do is really important. Now, in therapy, we often call this a safety plan. So we actually create with clients a plan to help them out when they end up in these situations that are just so overwhelming or so all-consuming that they can't cope. So what I'm hoping to do with this episode is give you a bit of an insight into how we work with clients to help them develop that kind of safety plan. And really, if anxiety is something that you struggle with, or if you've ever experienced times of crisis or overwhelm, that you have a bit of a think about what you could do in those situations that would help you out. So the important thing here is that we find what works for you. Everybody is very different. Everybody experiences mental health in completely different ways. Everyone experiences crises or overwhelm in different ways. And everybody has different things that will set them off or will become too much for them. So when we talk about solutions, I have some suggestions for you, which I'm going to go through in a minute. But the key thing really is to find something that works for you in your lifestyle, within your own personal beliefs, within things that you enjoy doing, within things that make sense to you, things that fit in with your lifestyle. There's no point battling against the rest of your life. So it's really important that you find things that fit into that lifestyle as they are. This is why I don't advocate meditating for half an hour every day um, because I know that there's a large proportion of people that don't have time and who would become more stressed trying to achieve that than the meditation would achieve. So this is the same kind of thing. Find a way that these suggestions will work for you. So here are some suggestions of things that you can do when you're in a time of crisis or a moment of complete overwhelm. These are some suggestions of things that you can do. So the first one is to breathe. It sounds silly, but actually breathing deeply and slowly has been shown to calm a lot of the symptoms of anxiety and also crisis and overwhelm. So one of my personal favourite exercises 
is to imagine that there is a balloon in your stomach. As you breathe in, the balloon gets bigger. As you breathe out, the balloon gets smaller again. And all you really need to do is just give yourself a couple of minutes, ideally somewhere quiet, but it doesn't have to be. Ideally sat down, but again, it doesn't have to be if you don't have time or space to do that. But just spend a couple of minutes imagining this, really focusing on that balloon, imagining it in your stomach and taking the time to breathe in and slowly expand it and then breathe out and slowly let it get smaller as well. And all this exercise really is doing is counteracting the kind of shallow breathing that often comes about when we're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, anxious. And it's forcing your body to take things a bit slower and to calm down a lot of those symptoms. So it's a really useful, useful tool and something that I highly recommend trying. So that's one option. Um, Alternatively, if you are seeing a hypnotherapist and you have hypnosis MP3s, which is what I give my clients, then make use of those. Um, Self-hypnosis is obviously fantastic as well, uh, which any hypnotherapist will be able to teach you how to do. Or you can just use a mindfulness app. There's loads of them available now. Um, Some of them you can access certain parts for free. So explore all those different options and find what works for you. I tend to find that it depends what triggers these situations, but different techniques work at different times. So just become a bit aware of what you need in different situations. So the second suggestion for when you are in a time of crisis or you are feeling overwhelmed, my second suggestion for what can help you in those situations is exercise. Now, a lot of people roll their eyes at this and I understand why exercise brings up images of the gym and lots of other anxieties in itself. But actually, we know that exercise helps release dopamine into the brain. And this is one of the neurotransmitters that contributes towards feelings of happiness. So it's really important to have exercise as a a regular thing anyway. But when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, the ability to just take yourself away from that situation and go do some exercise means that you'll be able to very effectively change your brain chemistry. And you'll be able to come back to the situation with a bit more focus. Now, I say the word exercise, and as I've said already, people roll their eyes at me um, and say that they don't want to go running and they don't want to do certain things, which is fine, by the way. I personally am okay with running, but it's absolutely up to you. So make your exercise whatever you want it to be. And I would suggest really here going a bit wild and being a bit creative. If you end up in a situation where you feel completely overwhelmed and you're able to take yourself off for 20 minutes of rollerblading, then that sounds good to me. And that would be a fantastic way to interrupt the patterns, change the brain chemistry, change what's going on and do something instead. So make the exercise whatever you want it to be. It can be as simple as a walk if you enjoy walking or it can be something more strenuous. It can be dancing, it can be literally anything. So try and think outside of the box. The more fun, the better. So my next suggestion of what can help in times of crisis or overwhelm is to talk. Now, this this is quite a complex one in a way because sometimes in these situations, talking over the issues, adding more issues doesn't always help. 
Um, so the talk has to be quite positive and focused and it has to be uh, aiming for something. So this can be self-talk. Um, and I'm going to go a bit more deeper into positive self-talk at the end of this uh, podcast. But it could also be just chatting with somebody on the phone that you know, that's not involved in the situation, that you like and you trust, and that you can just have a bit of a, a different kind of conversation with. It is important to talk about your feelings as well. So if you have a partner who's particularly supportive, or again, any friends or family members who are able to help you out in these situations, then make sure you contact them and that you do use those connections that you have. So my next suggestion of things to do to help in times of crises and overwhelm is to relax, which is going to sound a bit stupid. Uh, But actually making sure that you have opportunities to relax is really, really important for making sure that we can recharge, um, making sure that we can take breaks, because often life gets really busy. Um, I've noticed this as I've got older, as I've taken on more responsibilities, there's just always so much to do. And being able to relax is a skill in itself. Being able to take your mind away from all of the things that need doing and allowing yourself to relax is a really important skill. And if you can start to learn to do it on a daily basis anyway, then in times of crises and overwhelm, you'll have the opportunity to make yourself relax in those situations too. So again, as I've already said, everybody is really different and people find different things relaxing. So do what works for you. Some of the things that help me relax are things like reading, Uh, playing games or just watching TV. Sometimes just watching some rubbish TV is absolutely fine if that's how you relax. So my next suggestion of things that can help in times of crises and overwhelm is to focus, as in really change the focus. We can become really obsessed, particularly when we're feeling like a bit of a crisis, like there's no way I can ever cope with this situation. There's a tendency we have to focus on all of the negatives all of the issues all of the things that we can't resolve here and now and that can be really challenging because there's nothing we can do about some of those things so focusing your mind on something else is a really helpful way to ease those horrible symptoms of anxiety that can come up now again this can range absolutely hugely depending on what you like doing So some suggestions that I have are things like writing, if you're into journaling or if you enjoy being creative in that way. Um, Crafting is a a really good way to relax and just make something. Um, Within that, you have things like knitting, uh, making things. I'm not really a crafty person, so I don't really know what else there is. Um, But definitely crafting, doing something like that is really helpful for getting your brain back under control. So when you notice that your brain is starting to go down that route of there's no way I'm going to be able to cope with this, there's all too much, I can't cope, try and distract it with something that you can do, focus on. So another suggestion I have for things that can help you out when you end up in a moment of crises or overwhelm is music. Now music is a fascinating subject. Um, It's really closely linked to our emotions And we all have different songs that mean something to us. There's a lot of emotional meaning that we put into songs. And often songs are created out of a lot of emotion. So it makes sense, really. 
But listening to music can be a really great way to calm symptoms of anxiety and help us in those times of crisis. So one of the things that I would suggest um, that I found particularly useful is to have a particular playlist of songs that you know will make you feel better, stronger and more confident. Now, listening to music is great. You can either sit and listen to it, consider it, listen to all the different layers of the music, really hone in on the music and make it your primary focus. Or you can dance to the music, whatever suits you assuming that you have the space and potentially the privacy if your dancing is as bad as mine. Now, the final suggestion I have um, for helping you out when you have periods of crisis or overwhelm is to make sure you engage with friends. Now, this can be a little bit tricky um, because sometimes, unfortunately, friends aren't always as helpful as they would like to be. And there's loads of reasons for that. They usually have their own stuff going on. So we can't get too upset with our friends for not being exactly what we need all of the time. Um, But it is really interesting and really important to consider who it is you really get on with and who you really like spending time with and really spend some time and effort in your life making plans with those people and spending time with those people. Making sure you build a strong enough connection so that if you get to a point of overwhelm, you've got somebody that you can call go meet for a coffee and interacting with them makes you feel better. And this can sometimes be the challenge because sometimes people don't make us feel better, which can be tricky and kind of upsetting to deal with. So have a think about who it is. Don't panic if it's possibly only one or two. It is quite normal for people to feel like they don't really have a lot of friends. If you're really struggling with not having friends, then consider what hobbies you could take up. Um, and try and meet people again it can be really difficult time life gets tricky um, but just have a think about who who could help you in moments when you're feeling like that so now in terms of the safety plan that we make with clients really it's just a case of choosing from each of those sections something that would help you out so have a think about what breathing exercises would help you Have a think about what type of exercise you could use when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Have a think about who you could talk to, or more importantly, and I'm going to cover this in more detail in a minute, how you could talk to yourself in a better way. Consider what ways you like to relax. Consider things that you might be able to focus on instead of worrying about the things that you can't do at the moment. Consider what kind of music would help you in those situations. And consider who of your friends and family might be able to help you out in that situation. So these are just a few suggestions of things that can give you a bit of a helping hand when you end up in those kind of crisis and overwhelm moments. What I'd like to do now is just talk a little bit more about positive self-talk and coping thoughts, because we can't always rely on other people. We can't always just pick up a book and go I'm not dealing with this situation sometimes we do kind of have to sit with ourselves in this situation which can be really challenging so the idea really is that positive statements encourage us and help us to cope through those distressing times 
And the benefit to this, and the reason why um, I personally like working with this with clients, is that once you get into the habit of saying encouraging words to yourself, you kind of become your own personal coach. And you can kind of coach yourself gently through issues that you face, um, which is an amazing skill to have because it's really, really helpful uh, to be able to kind of talk yourself through things when you're getting really stressed out. Now, the key thing here is that we've all, every single person, myself, everybody I work with, pretty much everybody I come across, has been through some sort of distressing time. And the key thing is that at this stage, we've all survived those distressing times. So we can use that experience and encourage ourselves to go through current difficulties based on the fact that we were strong enough to do something before. So examples of some positive self-talk and coping thoughts are things like, just stop and breathe, I can do this. This will pass. I can be anxious, angry or sad, and I can still deal with this. I've done this before and I can do it again. This feels bad, but it's a normal body reaction, it will pass. This feels bad and feelings are very often wrong. These are just feelings and they will go away. This situation won't last forever. I've survived before, I will survive now. Thoughts are just thoughts, they're not necessarily true or factual. This is difficult and uncomfortable, but it's only temporary. I can use my coping skills and get through this. I can learn from this and it will be easier next time. So the key thing with positive thoughts and coping statements is to understand which ones work best for you. So have a think about situations in the past where you've managed to get through, but they've not been very nice, and consider what it would have been nice to hear, what you would have liked to have heard from somebody else to start with, and then that will become the basis of what you can say to yourself when you end up in these situations. It's really, really empowering when we learn how to cope for ourselves in situations that can be quite stressful. So I really strongly advise that you have a think about what kind of things you could use to help coach yourself through situations where maybe you've reached a bit of a crisis point or situations where you're just struggling to cope. So I hope you find that useful. These are all things that it's really important to learn how to do. So practice them have a go at different things, spend some time having some fun working out what works for you, try different exercises, just have a bit of fun and enjoy doing whatever it is that you want to have a go at doing. So as ever, if you have any future topics that you would like me to cover on this podcast, please feel free to send me an email, siobhan at ymyb.co.uk. I'm always looking for things to talk about, which would be beneficial for people who listen to this. And next week, I have quite an exciting guest joining me, um, but I'm going to hold off and not tell you who it is just yet. Um, But we are going to be focusing on the link between being overweight and struggling with weight and anxiety. So it's going to be really informative. Loads of great tips from an expert in weight loss. Um, So yeah. Come back next week and we will talk to you then. Thanks. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.